The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike Morford of the Murder My Family. I want to introduce you to a brand new podcast that you won't want to miss called Unjust and Unsolved. The Innocence Project gives a conservative estimate that there are over 20,000 innocent people currently locked away in U.S. prisons, convicted of crimes they did not commit. Unjust and Unsolved, the new true crime podcast from investigative journalist Maggie Freeling and the Obsessed Network, tells the story of those people in these crimes. Maggie began the project by sending letters to people in prison whose stories haunted her, and she heard back from nearly all of them. They all wanted their stories to be heard. Each episode focuses on a single case. The stories are told through original interviews with the convicted person, their loved ones, and lawyers. Maggie reinvestigates the crimes, sharing all the evidence pointing away from the convicted person, and in some instances, presenting the case for other suspects. Unjust and Unsolved is a compelling mix of investigative journalism and true crime storytelling. Find Unjust and Unsolved and all Obsessed Network podcasts wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy this preview of Unjust and Unsolved, and I'll see you back here soon with an all-new episode of The Murder of My Family. My name is Maggie Freeling. I'm a journalist and producer, and this is Unjust and Unsolved a podcast about people who I believe are wrongfully incarcerated for crimes that are actually unsolved. You've surely heard stories like these on the news, but the thing is, the ones you've heard about barely scratch the surface. The Innocence Project gives a conservative estimate that about 20,000 innocent people are currently locked away in U.S. prisons. After reading some of these stories, I felt compelled to do something. So I sent 20 letters to people who are locked up despite evidence pointing away from them. Some responded through mail, some emailed, and some called me on contraband cell phones. But all wanted their stories to be heard. So I left my public radio job and decided to do just that. In each episode, I speak with those people, their loved ones, supporters, and lawyers, to shed light on how they wound up incarcerated for decades, despite the evidence, and how that means the crimes they were convicted of are still unsolved. This week, I'm telling the story of Ronnie Wallace Long. And I'm going to mention right off the bat that as I reported this episode, there were some major developments that we'll get to later. But first, there's a new push to release a black man who says he's been wrongly imprisoned for more than 40 years for the rape of a white woman in North Carolina. In 1976, a man broke into the home of a prominent white widow and violently beat and raped her. Ronnie Long, a young black man, 
was given consecutive life sentences for rape and burglary. That young man is now 64, and he says he never had a chance at a fair trial in what was back then a mostly segregated community. Ronnie was convicted by an all-white jury in North Carolina with no evidence linking him to the crime, an alibi, and only shaky witness ID from the survivor, 54-year-old Sarah Bost. After decades in prison, the case against Ronnie has steadily unraveled. Now lawyers for Ronnie Long, who accuse investigators of lying about evidence, are trying to write what they say is a wrongful conviction. His lawyers also say the prosecution withheld crucial DNA evidence belonging to the real attacker. So why was Ronnie in prison for more than half of his life? And who is the real attacker of Miss Bost? Just a warning, this particular episode contains strong language that may be offensive to some listeners. Hey, Ronnie. How are you doing? How are you doing? Still struggling, but I'm okay. What's, what's the yeah. struggle today? Uh, trying to stay alive. The damn uh, coronavirus, and you know, it is hitting them. So that's my struggle. That's my struggle. That's what I'm struggling with right now. Today, Ronnie Long is 64. He spent more than half of his life in prison for a crime he says he did not commit. When I first spoke to Ronnie, he was a bit hard to understand. He has a deep Southern accent. But even if I couldn't fully understand what he was saying all the time, his sentiments always came through. Right away, we talked about coronavirus and how scared he is of catching it at his age. Yeah, that's a scary... Have you had anything this scary happen since you've been in prison? It was a little incident. Do uh, a fight count? <laughs> it was almost a, a racial war. When was that? Uh, this is back in the 70s, though. Talking to Ronnie has been different than a lot of the other folks I've spoken to. Ronnie is older and has done more time. He's also the first person I've interviewed for this series who was convicted in the 70s. The where and when of this case plays huge roles in how it unfolded. It matters that Ronnie was a black man accused of raping a white woman. It matters that it happened in North Carolina, in a state that 20 years earlier had fought hard against desegregation, and that in 1976, it was still segregated. And this is what attracted me to Ronnie's story. The absurdity of what you're about to hear is pretty clear it was based on race and the disposability of black bodies during this time. Ain't no way you can tell me, white judge, white victim, white DA, 12 white jurors, one black defendant, young black man in the 70s, and he got a fair trial. It wasn't about the truth. It wasn't about what's right and wrong. It was black and white. Yeah. That's what it was. These people are not trying to find out the truth. They don't want to know the truth. They concern, the only thing they concern is, white woman says she got assaulted by a black man. We got a black man right here. Lock him up. I'm going to keep scratching and clawing until the truth is brought to the surface. They know what they did to me. They know they set me up. They know...
Thanks so much for listening to this preview of Unjust and Unsolved. To hear the rest of this story and others, subscribe to Unjust and Unsolved wherever you get your podcasts.